Good afternoon. It is 2 p.m. 2 p.m. on Saturday, September the 8th, and I'm Leon Davis, and welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Last week, I talked about ethnic and gender parity and gave some ideas on what I thought would be important in those, <clears throat> pardon me, in that fight for um, the groups being, uh, helping the underserved be better served. And I want to continue that discussion. Welcome to Altitude, Altitude. Adjustment. Adjustment. So again, thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. And one of the things that I pointed out was um, that goals, because of my background in business and um, some of the things that I've experienced, one of the things that I think is very important is always to have goals. Goals give you an objective to achieve. It also gives you a way to measure your success. And it gives you an opportunity to look at what you're doing and if that's helping you get to where you want to be. And in the in the fight for justice for um, the LGBTQ community, for women and for blacks uh, or other minorities, um, the the idea, the need for goals is important because it gives a focus and, and there are three aspects of that of those fights that are important there's the social aspect um, what are the social goals that are uh, attempting to be uh, realized what are the political goals that are also attempted to be um, realized and the business goals because if you have acceptance uh, let's say socially, but you're shut out of politics and business, um, those gains may be overshadowed or may be washed away somewhere down the road. So in order to maintain that, uh, the achievements that you make, you also have to be represented um, in both of those in all three of those arenas. And so there should be th goals identified for each arena. Now, here's where the real challenge becomes, um, let's say that uh, you have a, a business. First off, how do you determine what your, your goals are going to be? And once you've determined that, how do you ensure that those are going to stay in place? Um, let's go back to voting. Uh, African-Americans won the right to vote. And down the road, there are groups actively attempting to roll back those accomplishments. And in 20 in 2008, uh, 2008, um, there were there was a, a large part of the population, of the, especially of the black community that went out to vote. Now. In America, traditionally, only a third of registered voters actually go out and vote. Um, so only a third of a third of the, the population then represents the, the entire group. Um, if there were a lot of people that died and there were a lot of people that uh, bled for the right to vote now, and then there are a lot of people that just don't go out and take advantage of that. Don't go out and support that. So with that happening, it becomes less of a 
political problem if you try to roll that back. Women fought for the right to vote and they make up close to 50% of the population and have become a large voting block as women. Now you could start to break that down in different ages and things of women, but because they are voting and because they vote as a, as a group tend to vote as a group, they become, it becomes difficult or a political problem. If you start to attack that voting block. So, um, to support their gains, they participate. Now, uh, you can dis- you can dispute um, how they vote or why they vote, but they vote. So they become a challenge to anyone trying to roll back those gains. And one of the things that uh, I think is important is uh, going forward how to how to make sure we just voting. Uh, isn't going to protect those gains. Just going out and vote every day. Let's say population demographics change and women start to make up a smaller portion of the population. Uh, they could become vulnerable then to having those rights infringed upon. So along with knowing what you're trying to accomplish, there has to be some way to protect those uh, down the road. It, it, you would think it would be a no brainer that um, American citizens should have the right to vote and be represented by their government so that everyone shares equally in the responsibility and um, uh, any aspect of how the, how the country functions as a part of their citizenship. Um, but there are, it, through all the way through time, there have always been people who want to quiet the voices of people that disagree with them. That's that's just a part of some people's behavior because it makes it easier for them to facilitate making the system work for them. And they believe that they know what's best for other citizens and so so there has to be protections long term. There has to be some way to make sure that we don't roll back those things that are just common sense, like being able to vote. That If we have a representative democracy and voting is a way to speak your voice, we have to protect as a society, protect everyone's right to vote, not just my particular group not just uh, an organization that I belong to because it makes us all better. And so we can make that argument. It makes us all better when we all participate, but it becomes, so we're at, so it becomes a challenge in explaining to people who say that they understand that yet vote against or try to infringe upon another person's right to vote in our society and then believe that they've done the best thing for our society. The difficult thing about our society is that um, it requires action. 
of the types of governments that we have chosen, our government, our political system requires action. You cannot enjoy the fruits of society without doing something, getting up and vote, participating in elections, participating in political campaigns, paying attention to what's going on politically and then being active. If for any reason you do not participate, it is quite possible that you're going to be ignored. Um, so trying to get people to understand that participating in the system is a must. It is really should not be considered an option. And I hate to say an obligation, but it is an obligation in order to make sure that the system functions properly. Your participation is absolutely necessary. And then one of the things that I, I mentioned was, is how do we know when we've reached success? Because at this point, I don't know if we have, if the, if the groups have all of the goals defined. So let's say, um, um, we are, we, we, we secure the right to uh, make sure that elections are safe and fair so that we can't have, so that we don't have gerrymandering, so that we don't have um, people pulling political stunts to um, uh, interfere with others' rights to participate in society. Um, how, how do we protect that down the road? What do we put into place to make sure that it is taken for granted that voting is a part of your right as a citizen to participate. Uh, the one thing that, um, that I'll, I'll probably keep going back to is that whatever system is put into place, whatever checks and balances are in place, they will only be as effective as people participating in the system. Labor unions tout workers' growth, that they're protecting um, work environments for the citizens. And I'm not uh, pushing for labor unions, but labor unions can only be effective with the number of members who participate and give uh, labor unions the power to negotiate on their behalf. Now, I'm not saying that labor unions are a requirement. I'm just pointing to the example of um, they've set themselves up as an advocate for workers' rights, and they can only be as effective as workers support them. In the same sense, um, voting rights are only going to be as effective as the people who have received those benefits are willing to exercise those benefits and protect them. Um, so I know a lot of the uh, there are going to be discussions about how to get people to pr protect them, how to get motivated to make sure that um, 
because you think it's a done deal, because it was passed into law, that you can ignore that, that you can skip understanding politics, that you can skip um, going out and voting. Um, has you, you have to be, we have to find a way to get people to understand that um, counting on a, we, tr we counting on others to do things is not always the best solution. So, um, Uh, we we don't have we, we haven't had a discussion about where we want to go as a as a country. It kind of it's kind of um, organic on how we do things. There's no clear defined goals, and without clear defined goals, um, progress is always going to be slow. Progress is always going to be challenged, and when you gain ground, you will possibly because of uh, no predefined goals, you could possibly lose ground. You don't know when you've reached success. Um, in business. So we, under, we, we understand that um, women and minorities are underrepresented in management. But what is the proper representation? How do you know when you're successful in making sure that each group is uh, represented? Do you, um, if you put into place, I don't want to call them quotas, but if you put into place um, statistical requirements, uh, what happens when the demographics change? What happened when so let's say take the electricians industry. Okay. So of the, we're going to use to use a, a number, say there's 5,000 electricians. Of course, there's more than 5,000 electricians, but just for the sake of the argument, the discussion, we have 5,000 electricians of those 5,000 electricians two are a minority. Okay, so we know that that, that uh, gives us some reason to question the representation of minorities in those 5,000 electricians. So let's just say that we believe or we've, we come to the determination that 1,000 of those 5,000 electricians should be minorities. In the course of the uh, next couple of years, uh, so you start out, you get a, you get your five, your a thousand minorities into uh, the electrician trade. So there's four thousand of one group and and a thousand uh, minorities. Then down the road, becoming an electrician becomes not as glamorous, and people choose a different profession. Then maintaining that 1,000, it's going to become difficult, maybe even impossible, because you, you can't find those workers willing to do that job, who want to do that job. But 
Is that a problem of representation or something that should be covered in goals to, to meet, to make sure that um, each group is, has the opportunity to be a part of that? I guess what I'm saying is, is it important to have hard numbers or make sure that there's an opportunity to participate? If we can achieve making sure that people have the opportunity to participate and a way to ensure that that opportunity is never infringed upon, then maybe the hard numbers, maybe the um, the specifics of it are not as troublesome. Currently, there are so many opportunities, so many uh, things that reflect that we are not providing opportunities, that we are not recognizing our fellow citizens uh, for the opportunity to participate, that we have um, experienced in our society the active um, blocking of opportunity. Um, I don't know if focusing on specifics, having a goal, having, I, I think having that goal is necessary. Um, even having a specific numerical goal to get people to understand opportunity. Because how else do you measure opportunity? How do you how do you measure opportunity? Um, in our society, uh, we've had we uh, gay people have been can be shut out of housing. Gay people can be refused having a cake made for them. Um, how do you measure? that that they can or that they can participate in society when when we know that there are active opportunities to deny them that opportunity active active behavior to deny them the opportunity to participate what we i think should hope to do what i, I think would be very helpful is to Make sure that we find a way to make goals that are going to reflect opportunities. And I, I think that's the difficult thing. And I think that is a uh, important uh, aspect of fighting for greater opportunity. Um, but that, that's probably the most difficult part of it is is identifying when we have um eliminated people, people from actively fighting against someone else's ability to uh, participate in society. Um, so to, um, <clears throat> there's, 
there will always, I think there will always be people who are not willing to compete with or to share space, space with someone that they just disagree with. And one of the tendencies is to try to use um, kind of our government is based on the, the idea of um, using peer pressure or using um, the weight of a group or a weight of an idea to try to make things happen, to, to make things better. Um, the idea that uh, if more people vote for something, then it becomes a part of society. So the tendency is going to be um, when I don't agree with something or someone, I'm going to in some way minimize their influence by either keeping them from participating or, or through some other mechanism to deny them the opportunity to at least have a voice. And so what we're trying to accomplish now is to make sure that, um, that, that there is an opportunity for those voices to be heard and that they can't be that, that opportunity to speak up is not removed or in some way allowed to be lessened um, by efforts down the road. Uh, so, how to, okay, um, I am going to uh, cut this one short today. This is a, a, a short show. Um, what I do hope that um, that we get that everyone gets involved because the importance of being a part of making things better is to add your voice to the discussion so that your represented that you are represented in what happens. That doesn't mean that you're going to get 100% of what you want, which is um, one of the things that many times is talked about in democracy. You don't get everything that you want, but you sure can't get what you want if you don't speak up, if you don't participate. And there are a lot of people out fighting for participation for a lot of underserved groups. And those, if you're, if you're not participating, you allow the weight of someone else's voice to overshadow yours. And you, you have to step forward and be a part of it and make things happen and get people, get those people who are distracted and have other issues at the forefront of their mind to help them to realize that if you are not participating, if you're not taking that step to 
um, have your voice heard. And in our democracy, your voice comes in the in the form of your votes. Uh, it comes in the form of your participation in political campaigns. It becomes in the form of participation of going to meetings, uh, community meetings and voicing your concerns and then following that up um, with your representative. Uh, knowing at least knowing your representative and, and I realize um, those are tough. Uh, and when I say tough, um, there are a lot of things that are required in order for everyday living. And when those ch challenges can sometimes be overwhelming, um, one of the first things you might tend to drop is um, uh, that political participation or um, that kind of stuff. And hopefully um we're working or a lot of people are working to make sure that it's a little easier to participate in that. Um, but but making sure you keep that high on your radar, I think, is a, a necessary for the success of groups that are fighting to ensure that everyone is rep represented and everyone's recognized. I want to thank you uh, all, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, hanging out with me this afternoon. Um, Let's see, where am I at here? Oh, oh okay. Um, I will be back next week uh, again. Um, and uh, the video podcast is uh, available on YouTube. And all you need to do is a search for Lions Den STL on YouTube. The audio podcast is available on Stitcher.com, Anchor.fm, the iTunes Store, and the Google Music Play Store. So consider supporting this podcast by visiting Anchor.fm forward slash altitude dash adjustment two. Now, the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes because it does matter. As always, be cool, be calm, and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you. <laughs>